0: Hello, and welcome back to the Emerald Cast episode 49. My name is Nolan, with me is... I'm Janelle. And also, as always... I'm Alex. And it is December 12th, the first day in December where the month and the day are the same number. I got you, Alex. Not the episode number this time, but you know I can't get past that without doing at least once.
1: Oh, that's true. It yeah. is 12-12.
0: 12-12. Make a wish. Okay. I know what my wish is.
1: Okay, I made mine.
0: Okay, my wish what'd is you, that... What'd you wish be... for? Oh, yeah, what'd you wish for?
1: Um, Yakuza 7 to be a game that I play this winter break.
2: Ooh, how about you, Alex? Uh, I wished for a lot of a big bowl of frozen peas. Okay. I think that would sound really nice right now. I wished that we had some pretty good stuff to talk about this episode, and T- lucky too me. Bad.
1: Oh.
0: No, 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 it came I'm true. It came true. Oh, that's good. We just watched the Game Awards 2020. Listener, you might know about the Game Awards. Uh, there's a journalist named Jeff Keighley. Well. He, well, he's, he's <laughs> a, a presenter these days. We yeah. like Jeff. But in any, any case, he has been running and fundraising this uh, sort of pet project of his called the Game Awards way back, you know, even before it was online. It ran on Spike TV where he kind of is trying to prop this up as like a video game equivalent to the oscars something we can talk about later but um in in uh in 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 effect it's an awards show that is sort of bookended and and stuffed with game announcements and reveals and trailers so it's really more like an e3 event Mm -hmm. in my opinion and uh we watched that and there is a whole lot of stuff to talk about that got shown this might be one of the busiest like announcement news episodes we've
2: had in a hot minute well, we haven't. So, there wasn't no E3 this year, so we couldn't there was have no an E3, E3 episode. Yeah, this is this is as close as we can get, and we're hoping to get this out fast so we can get the information out fast. But you know, we'll see. So, should we just jump right into it? There's lots of games in here. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hit me up, Alex. So, first one we have uh, first thing that was revealed that I thought was interesting to talk about, and we will get to the awards later, but we'll just run through a bunch of these real quick. Yep. Is Chia? To Chia? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, T C H I A. Yeah? Yeah. But did either of you two watch this? Because this was in the pre-show. I actually missed the pre-show. We
1: missed the pre-show.
2: Oh, yeah. the pre-show had some good shit in it. Yeah. Um... So you gotta explain to us this one. Yeah, so this is a sort of, uh, open-world, like, small sandbox game that is set in New Caledonia. And it is a... You're, like, a little girl, and you go on, like, a, an, an adventure around Caledonia, but you also have a mechanic that lets you, uh, like, uh... It lets you do the, the thing, the mimics from, uh... Pre? Prey, yes, oh, where you cool. can go into an object, like at the end of the trailer, her eye glows and she rolls into the coconut, and it looks like a very interesting, <laughs> it's a very interesting like beautiful open world, that seems to have some really interesting like gameplay uh, are you shit using, associated with it.
0: Is this like Mario Odyssey, are you using these these sort of possessions to solve puzzles? And yeah, it
2: does, seem, it does seem very Mario Odyssey-y in a sense, but for a game, for a game. yeah, yeah. But it looks it looks beautiful, um, and it's a super interesting setting too. I, I feel bad. I had to like look up where New Caledonia was and like place I, yeah, that I in need, my brain. I need you to hit me up on that too. It's like, it's like in Oceania. So like okay. it's I forget I don't remember exactly where, but it's like, you know, yeah. in the general vicinity of like New Zealand and Australia. So
1: okay, cool. Rolling yeah. into the coconut.
0: Rolling oh, yeah. into the coconut. Rolling was... into the coconut. Near Replicant version well they gave it like a like a crazy PC yeah.
2: incremental update version the announcer 2247448 four, whatever no no the announcer made it very clear she was like so this n- title was obviously meant as a joke by the enigmatic yoko taro but we don't take we take everything seriously here at the game awards so we're here to present near replicant version point 1.22474487 point two, four, four, one three nine nine dot dot dot. And she said that whole thing and then showed Wait, the Nier trailer. You... Ellipsis is part of the title? Yeah. Oh. It is.
1: Oh boy. Okay, so that's, is this a That's remake the title
2: of Nier or like an update? Yes. What is this? It is a remake of the original Nier, which Not I didn't hear Automata. about Yeah, I didn't hear about it until Automata came out. Nier is one of those games that like it it got kind of like glossed over by critics originally, and now that a the update had come out, like, not update, but, like, the new Nier Automata game came out, and people were like, this is pretty good. More and more people have been going back and checking out the original Nier. So this is a sort of update of this very strange game that's, like, half... It's, like, half character brawler and half, like, bullet hell. Um, but it looks really, really good. It, I, the combat seems really solid. Um, Nier Automata is a really cool game, so I definitely want to check this out. And the original um, Nier is, is sort of a cult classic as well. I know that people give Nier Automata a lot of credit for,
0: um, you know, being a character action game that dips into philosophy and sort of some esoteric. Apparently games. the Nier and, thing uh, did.
2: The first Nier did, too. Um, that's
0: that's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, I, I'm wondering, you know, I know, like, Janelle, you talked about NieR, Nier Automata being sort of, like, really off-putting because of 2B. Yes. I'm curious if this game will appeal to people like yourself, who just sort of, like, are interested in games like this, but don't vibe with the Constant weird, like, up-skirting. maximalist design of all that and the crazy, like, upskirt shit, yeah? Yeah, maybe. Because I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Can we talk about what I think is the coolest announcement? Yeah. Sephiroth! Um, tell us
0: Zephirof. about it now.
1: Well, so you have to do it now. We both did it. Sephiroth! Um, Smash Bros. <laughs> has an... Other than Minecraft, Steve. Actually, no. Smash Bros. hasn't had a good announcement in a long time. Oh, no. disagree. bullshit! Disagree. Fuck <laughs> off!
2: Yeah. There's been really... a lot of great ones. You I rattled know. Us on purpose.
1: I know, but I don't think anything has been as cool as Sephiroth.
2: Sephiroth was
0: out of left field. Because, yeah,
1: it was shocking.
0: <laughs> it was. Absolutely, it was shocking. I never thought that there would be another Final Fantasy VII character. I think Is it Smash... would have been funny if it was, like, some auxiliary character though that it,
2: people don't remember i think that'd be fun so i i saw that and i saw the dragon quest hero which is owned by Squ- square enix and i think one of the back uh, to back up real quick one of the reasons that i was with nolan and thought we'd never get another final fantasy character is because they are insanely cagey with how much information they would they're like how much they'd let smash bros use right yeah, Cloud like is yeah. the only character in smash that has like he only has like two songs in the he entire game he has two songs yeah. He doesn't have a every character has a spirit that's like a a PNG from some of their games promo art or from their original game. Cloud doesn't have that. It's weird. Um his logo is not the Final Fantasy VII logo, the little the little uh, globe with the the energy coming off it, which I always thought was really cool. It's it's the Final Fan it's just the letters FF, <laughs> which in hindsight is very silly because like there is a there's a uh, a Persona 5 character, and the logo is for Persona 5. It's not an overarching Persona or Shin Megami Tensei logo. Just like a P. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But so seeing Sephiroth in Smash was pretty wild, because we were like, oh, well, I didn't I didn't think that Square Enix would ever play nice with Nintendo again. Um, yeah. But maybe after hearing this, and after it being a paid DLC, so they're able to get like more money to make it up, maybe we'll get a whopping total of four Final Fantasy songs. Yeah. Yahoo! I think that the
0: best part about this announcement was the trailer. I think that they did such a good job with the cinematic for Sephiroth. Uh, listener, if you didn't watch the Game Awards or watch this trailer, you should go look up this trailer right now. There's this insanely cool shot where Sephiroth has skewed Mario through the <laughs> yeah. neck and is, like, hanging him off his sword and it's a silhouette and then the camera shifts and the lighting comes in and you see that it's just like his sword is
2: hooked on Mario's overalls and Mario's (laughs) like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a very clear, it's a very clear callback to when he stabs several spoiler characters. Yeah. Um, Great. But yeah, it, it, it looks like fun. Uh, we're supposed to be getting the, or like the in-depth analysis of it from Sakurai on the 17th, I think. So I'll be watching that. Um, yeah. yeah, I I already paid for the DLC. Same. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I I can't support I can't support boycotting Nintendo because I already paid for the content. So I, I don't. Why would you boycott Nintendo?
1: Because of oh, the Smash Bros.
2: Wait, yeah. Other Smash Bros. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, the other Smash Bros. Uh. That's been that's been kind of a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's a whole that's a whole thing. Well, if uh
1: wait maybe that was viral marketing for Sephora.
0: Oh no. Sephora. Oh no. Yeah, sorry. Get everyone to pay attention to Smash so you can smash him with Sephiroth.
1: Sephiroth!
0: Lil Sephy. Uh, The next one was very exciting for me, personally. There is going to be a new Perfect Dark game. Notably, though, correct me if I'm wrong, going off memory here, I don't think it's made by Rareware.
2: It is not made by Rareware. Uh, It's made by their new team, The Initiative.
0: Which is disappointing, however... I find the initiative very interesting because I remember when EA did a sort of similar thing where they they created several smaller teams specifically with the goal of creating more uh, like passion projects. They wanted these teams to do sort of like small appeal, you know, RT games. And yeah. obviously, this isn't like an RT game, but the initiative strikes me as the kind of thing where they're going like, let let's let devs try and make something that they really want to make and see where it goes. And I love Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's fantastic. If you don't know it, it's a it's an old Rareware uh, game. But the same guys that made GoldenEye on the N sixty four. It's an N sixty four shooter, and it was later a um, Xbox three sixty shooter, though not a particularly good one.
2: But well, uh, the original game port is the best way to play. It. The original yes, port is the best yes. way to play that game. But you game get more than two uh, frames when you're playing multiplayer. Perfect
0: Dark Zero. That was like a sort of like a successor. Oh, yeah. It was not great, but the original game is sort of like if uh, GoldenEye sixty four were as good as people remember it being is, <laughs> is what the uh, is what that game is, in my opinion. And it looks great; it looks cool. It's like set in the Middle East. It looks like it's um, I mean, they didn't you couldn't tell exactly. The camera zoomed in like somewhere somewhere west of the, you know, the Black Sea, and it's mm-hmm. it looks really interesting to me. It's great. Yeah, they,
2: they keep that sort of like futuristic aesthetic, except they've updated yeah. it. It's like a it's like an eco future they call it. Yeah. And let's not forget that the ini- this is what the initiative has been calling for several years, their first 4A game. 4A? What? Yeah. I, m- I yeah. missed this. What does that even oh, mean? Oh, I saw
1: people making fun of this on Twitter.
2: Yep. Uh, what we like don't know. 4A? N- we don't fucking know what it means. It's, it's, some- it's better than every game ever it's, released? It's better than triple A <laughs> or double A or single A. And when we're saying A, we're talking about, like, this sort of, like, metric for, like costs and quality like
0: triple yeah. a refers mostly to production value so like yeah. a, a big call of duty game would be like a triple a game whereas a game like near would probably be like a double a game double a mm-hmm. games are usually lower budget they're usually more artistic in terms of like they do weird things that don't always land AAA
2: platinum's games entire like repertoire yeah, platinum's entire repertoire is double a games yeah but... a games i guess that's just indie i guess a yeah games are just, indie. It's just a game a game, <laughs> a game. It,
1: see, it was funny when Kojima decided to create a new genre. Yeah, but
0: but, but like he lied, man. Noby Nobi Boy had been out for years. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you can't just keep doing this, guys. You can't keep deciding that you've made it a fucking quad a game. You How did won't you all feel
0: it. when you realized that the Strand genre was just what FromSoft had done in like four Soulsborne games already? <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's This is where I'm at. I love Death Stranding, but come on, Kojima. Damn.
2: The whole self-aggrandizing thing. It's not a good look on you sometimes. <laughs> hey, well, he, it hasn't stopped him because he keeps fucking doing it. And he does it in every game and with every character, and it's such an integral part to ev- all of his, his like ecosystem of video games. Yeah, I actually love it, though. I, I actually adore it deeply, so... Yeah. But... but the, oh. Wait, what were we going to say? No? I was just nope. going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about Perfect Dark, so hopefully it'll be... No, what were you going to say?
1: Mine was going to be moving on to the next one. Yeah, so. go for it. Oh, yeah. well,
0: there we go. Throw, throw us in.
1: I don't remember what this game was.
0: Back for Blood? Yeah. Can I remind no. you? It looks a lot like Left 4 Dead. <laughs> it looks a oh, lot no. like Left 4 Dead.
1: Yeah, it's Turtle the one. Turtle Rock,
0: it's ex-Left
2: 4 Dead devs.
1: Yeah, it's the one that we, no question, were like, oh, it's Left 4 Dead.
2: They even oh, called it, it Back for Number 4 Blood, as opposed to Left 4 Dead. Uh, it's yeah. it's 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 ridiculous how close so, it is to Left 4 Dead. I think
1: it looks fun. No,
2: no it looks that's amazing.
0: That's... Yeah. Turtle Rock Games is a studio comprised largely of people who had formerly worked on Left 4 Dead. Um, and Left 4 Dead is like sort of a dead franchise, it no pun intended. So Back 4 Blood looks to be like a new four-player co-op zombie game. Uh, yeah, there's not really much else you can glean from the trailer. It's for yeah. people fighting zombies. The I think the big, new, the big new hook that they wanted people to remember from the trailer is that they're going to have special infected that are really... Big, like, think of like the troll in Resident Evil Four, you know, two or three stories tall, uh, which is not necessarily like a, a like
2: a new thing, but I guess it's new to Left for Dead type games. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it, it looks like a very fun arcade shooter, much looks like great. the yeah. the other Left for Dead games. I, I'm excited. I'm happy it's being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's worth noting though that this is the same team that developed Evolve, but which is the... like one of those games like No Man's Sky that apparently got a lot better.
0: Well, Uh, after several updates, but I still don't know that that necessarily means their pedigree is like, I don't look at a Turtle Rock game and just immediately go, yeah, they they can make a good game, because Evolve's kind of iffy.
2: The problem with Evolve was that the core game was a lot of fun, but I think it was 2K at the time, because it was going to be developed by THQ, I think, and then THQ went bankrupt, and then eventually reformed, bought back a few of their IPs as THQ Nordic, but they lost some of them. They went bankrupt, and then 2K picked it up and just started, like, microtransactioning the hell out of it, right? They yeah. locked a bunch of stuff behind paywalls, and it was just, like, it was just not a great experience. And Turtle Rock was very adamant about how, like, this wasn't how we wanted our game to be, so. Hopefully, they get the chance with... Warner Brothers seems like a pretty cool publisher. They've done a lot of interesting games, and have, like, also helped publish a lot of... I have a history of publishing a lot of games that are, like, need publishing. They're kind of like an angel investor, almost, for games, so. Yeah. No, it's... Hopefully it'll be good. For this next one, Janelle, I know you seem pretty excited when the
0: man behind this next game said it would be the scariest game. <laughs> most scariest game They wanted to
1: design the most scariest game. Yeah. But that's all I remember about it.
0: You don't remember the uh, sweet, sweet sci-fi horror we saw in the trailer for Callisto Protocol? Vaguely. Vaguely? Okay, do so really of an impression, but... Uh, do
2: either of you, mainly Nolan, I know for sure, recognize the prisoner in that in that series, had a sort of a strange green full bar coming from the back of his neck? Yeah. Th- almost it's like, to signify his life? Callista Does that Home, remind you of a different game? It's it's Dead Space. It's, it's the same developers. It's the same... This game is to yeah. Dead Space as Back for Blood is to Left 4 Dead in the, in the
0: sense that it also, like, they don't own the IP and they're not with the original studio anymore. But it's basically...
2: It's the same team yeah. and they very clearly want to follow up on that. But also, did you... To know that it takes place in the PUBG universe, according what? to their website. No! Oh yeah. my god! Which
1: kidding? is
2: a which is a dumb, weird distinction to make because I don't think PUBG ah. takes place in the future, and like this I is in PUBG space. PUBG is just like people with guns because ah. they're yeah, apparently because this game takes place in it.
1: Oh my god!
0: Wow. Okay.
1: I love this.
0: That aside, I. I think that Dead Space 1 and 2 are amazing. I think that they're fantastically good games. And I'm very, very excited to get another Dead Space-like game to play. Because Dead Space 3 is a pretty big letdown. And they kind of dropped the whole series after that.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: don't know about you
0: guys. Did anyone else play
2: Dead Space?
1: I played some of the first two.
2: I played a little bit of two and then I watched most of one.
0: Listen, Dead Space is one of the only times the games industry... Decided to evolve the formula of Resident Evil 4 without like totally changing it Pretty much everyone that worked off Resident Evil 4 in terms of inspiration Tried to like change a whole bunch of things and basically we got the third-person shooter genre, which is like very different There's so few games about being a slow lumbering tanky dude in a really stressful situation where you're like out of resources it's i don't know why because it's like one of the best formulas for a game why don't you guys make more of those
2: well because in theory they don't sell well because it's not fun to be not in control right they don't
0: sell well in practice it's not even they just don't sell well in practice either but but they should because people come on guys these games are amazing vote with your dollar you know come on yeah give me some of these janelle this next one uh if i recall uh, made you tear up a little bit. Mommy game. Yeah. Tell me about Open Roads.
1: It's published by Anna Purna. Who's the... Yes.
2: Fulbright, or the developer. Yeah, yeah,
1: Fulbright. This was very exciting. Thing.
2: Oh, this yeah. was the Fulbright game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I mean, it um. I gotta mix it up with the other road trip game. Anyway.
1: That one, I have funny things to say about. Um,
2: okay, okay.
1: Yeah, this one is a road trip about a girl and her mom. Which is... A combo that is really unrepresented in video games, made see. by the
2: people who did Gone Home and Tacoma, yeah. for the record. And Carrie yeah. Russell versus the mom the voices the mom as well, not versus the mom. Carrie Russell does not fight <laughs> the mom; the she the mom. is the mom. Yeah.
1: Um, you'll see a lot of games about two buds or a couple or a dad and son, but you never see mom and daughter, which yeah. is very exciting for me. It looked really cute. I liked the art a lot. We didn't see a whole lot about it, but it looks a bit like a little mystery road trip journey yeah. and
0: i trust those developers very much um steve gainer and his team are really great at what they do and uh i love gone home if you haven't played gone home listener it's really cheap right now it's very
2: cheap and uh it's worth like it, it too that's a wonderful it's, it's game
0: excellent game made me
2: cry that was my favorite game of that year whatever year it came out and like we 20, talked about on the podcast 2013 i want to say yeah that sounds about right it came out. yeah sure. That's great.
0: Tacoma's pretty good, too. Tacoma's less good, but it's still pretty good. But, uh. you know, I just like road trips, too. I like road trips. Yeah,
1: road trips are cool. We'll
0: talk more about that with a game uh, later that, like Chanel said, it was kind of, kind of funny for us. You'll see why. But um, before that, Disco Elysium is coming to consoles. That was a big announcement um, for here. It's getting some extra scenes. They're not going to have any lines that are unvoiced, was sort of the big takeaway, which the, the original game has, like so, like, you'll – You'll have voices for the first part of a conversation, and then it falls off when the conversation gets expositional later. Um,
1: they announced a really cool collector's edition, which I am so excited for with the
0: vinyl and everything. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about Disco Elysium that hasn't already been said. Um, that game is really just it's this weird, like esoteric political odyssey. It's it's fantastically good but it's it's like dense like have you had a game before that you play for like a couple hours and you just go there has been so much for me to think about that i need i like have to stop for a little while yeah that game to me is like one of the first games that i've ever played that feels like reading a book in terms of the kind of mental attention that it requires to really engage with it it's which i don't I don't know why that isn't more common. I guess because like again it wouldn't sell very well, but it's a it's a really great direction for, for an RPG to move.
1: I'm excited to finish it someday.
0: You should. Maybe you can get it on PS five because you only played the first couple hours, you might as well restart. Yeah. Play it on console, be comfy on the couch, you know, get those get that
2: full voiceover.
1: Hell yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Alex, have you touched that
2: game? I want to. I've heard really good things about it, but I haven't gotten around to playing it or owning it.
1: That's fair. It's really so, good. At
2: this point, I'll wait until the final cut because if that's the so, yeah. enhanced version, I might, and that's coming out in like spring or whatever. So I'll just wait a few months.
1: The next yeah. one's for me. The next one's for me. Give it
2: It's for it. Janelle. I
1: lied last episode. I love Dragon Age. I can forgive. <laughs> I can forgive everything about Inquisition. I love those games. Um, there's been a lot of drama lately with Dragon Age, actually, because the voice actor for, uh. Beloved character is bad. Bad. He's
2: like, a, he's like a like a super creep, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I heard um, that. Yeah, he does. I I hesitate to talk about it too much because he does have a history of of um, some mental health disorders that are pretty apparent. So I don't. I'm not like looking to make fun of the guy, except for he did make this weird live stream thing where he voiced in character in talked about cancel culture and he's pretty fucking transphobic not related but worth mentioning because that is a thing that's been happening up until like the release of this trailer for dragon age he's not
0: in dragon age 4 is he no they are okay no yeah so no (laughs) which is also not called dragon age 4 by the way it's just dragon age
1: dragon age i'm such a fucking sucker for that i'm I'm a sucker for that but um they released an actual trailer for the new dragon age game I'm still worried about it because of the way that Bioware games have been turning out lately. But I believe it's set into Vinter, which is a really interesting area in the lore. There's, um, it's where all the magic users live. There's slavery. So I can see them doing really interesting things with that. Um, and it looks fucking beautiful. Um, the trailer is voiced by my favorite character, who's introduced in two. He's one of your companions in three. I think this looks sick. I'm excited. I love Dragon Age.
0: Having never seen Dragon Age, except for the... Be- I played the beginning of Origins, and that's that's really about it. I was very su- very surprised to see Tevinter look borderline sci-fi. Is that a thing that those games get into? Or is this a pretty new aesthetic for the series? That's
1: like, it, it, it was more like bright magical. Yeah, bright magic.
0: magical. But it was very... It was like... I don't know if this term applies, but it was, like, magic, but it was, like, sci-fi coded. You know what I yeah, mean? They, yeah, yeah, it was like, neon signs they
2: that neon like They had neon signs magic.
0: and, like, cramped city streets and stuff that looked, like, high-tech, even though it was clearly enchanted. Um, it, it definitely looks like the most modern area in Dragon Age to me. It
1: makes sense because, like I said, that is, like, where the bulk of the, like, yeah. magic is. But, um, no, that was surprising to me, too.
0: So that's not something you get later in Dragon Age... One, no. two, and one, two, or three. No. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I like it, that a lot. Yeah,
1: it looks really good.
0: I, I'm, I'm really curious to know the main thing that I'm curious about as we go forward with these, with this game, is whether or not this is going to be more like Dragon Age one and two, where it's sort of like a pseudo tactical RPG, or if it will be more like Inquisition, where it is, they kind of streamline the combat to be I more approachable.
1: I'm worried it'll be more like Anthem.
0: How, how, how so? Um,
1: Jason Schreier wrote a really fantastic article a couple years ago. Wait. <clears throat> Sorry. Jason Schreier wrote a really interesting article a couple years ago about the development of this game. I believe it was supposed to come out by now. Like, they've been working on this for a long time because they've had to start over a bunch because of what EA wants them to do with it. Mm. And they really wanted it to be more of a games-as-a-service kind of game. Oh. So I don't know if that's interesting. going to apply, but a lot of the... So much of the main writing team has left hmm. that I I worry about the reasons why that might be.
0: So it's an uphill battle for Dragon Age. It to is. be a good game. Yeah. Okay, so, so taper I'm, your hopes.
1: I am going to inevitably get really, really excited, even though I know I shouldn't. We'll see how that turns out for me.
0: Real quick, now that we're about halfway through the list while we're going, uh, Listener, you might have wondered why... Cyberpunk came out two days ago, and we haven't even mentioned it on this episode of the podcast. If that's weird to you, don't worry. Next week is going to be all about Cyberpunk. We felt it needed a whole episode because it's sort of like the talk of the town right now. There's,
2: and there's a lot to talk about yeah. in a lot of different capacities. Uh, but...
0: Just just, just wanted to put that out there so people didn't think we were, like, skipping the big thing right now. All three of us are doing a lot with that game, paying close attention We'll get back to you on that one. But in the meantime, the next thing that was announced was
1: For me. For you. They kept they just kept announcing things. Like this like little group of things was just like games. The next like five games are
2: like all for you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it.
1: I played some Black Desert Online. So,
2: okay, so this is Black Desert Online related. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: It, yeah, it's Okay. It, it looks
2: okay. the exact same. The graphics are the same.
1: Uh, I wasn't
2: sure. They said uh, Korean, and I was like, is that it? But okay, I don't know. It
1: does not look like Black Desert Online. What?
2: It does to me, okay. to my untrained eye. I showed you it in a monster tell.
1: factory one time. Yeah. Look, BDO is funny because a lot of it is really, really bad, but the world is interesting, and... You can get an apartment. That doesn't matter to anybody but it me. It matters
0: to me. I love player yeah.
1: housing. But the world is cool. It's just that the weird things they do with, like, certain classes are gender-specific. It's they. It can get kind of weird. It can get a little too anime in the way that it portrays women. But um, Crimson Desert is a single-player game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Set in the same universe at least or a different continent i don't know it, it is related to which is like a like a capacity
0: like a high fantasy rpg is what black wizard online is you know you have like mages and yeah. knights and everything but um yeah.
1: there are wizards yeah yeah they're, they're wizards
0: who so i think the, the thing this game stands out the most to me is that uh rarely do you see an rpg from a studio in asia with such grounded aesthetic. Like, yeah. it looks... At t- I know this is... It's a trailer, so you can't judge it off of this, but at times, it looks borderline photorealistic to me. Like, this yeah. looked like... This looked like, in high, like a high-fantasy RPG with, like, the texture and production values of Red Dead Redemption 2.
1: It did. Which and is
0: insane. Because uh, I don't even... I can't even think of a different time that a Korean or Chinese studio have even made a single-player game that I can think of off the top of my head yeah so
1: um i think it looks really fun Nolan had to step out of the room for a minute during yeah, the I missed, combat like, all of the combat stuff but the combat looks so fun and i really hope that wasn't just for show because it was so fluid and it looked like you could really do a lot with it
0: you know what the game kind of looks like and not not just the way it plays but graphically it kind of looks a lot like final fantasy 16 to me
1: mm, mm-hmm. it's
0: like super similar aesthetics on yeah. those two games um
2: you
1: know what did you think about it alex Are I, you thought interested? It, I, I thought it
2: i thought it looks actually pretty rough if i'm being honest like really? i was watching it over discord with a friend uh. so we, our stream, streams would be synced up and you know di- screaming streaming over discord is not ideal you drop frames or whatever and he was like man this one I, I had to tell him a couple times like this is not on your end the game is just running at at 12 yeah. frames a second that like was it? it was just constant stops and slowdowns, which you know that has the potential to change, but it's also not a great first impression. I, feel like I,
0: I, I didn't, didn't s- notice I think that at it was all. Smooth on our end. Yeah, it was very smooth on
2: our end. But maybe I, I don't think everything up. else was smooth on my end, so I think it was it was just this game that looked huh. pretty rough and, and also like fuzzy. Like it was hard to see what was going on because there was so much, and that might have been a bitrate issue with Twitch because they are Twitch is bad about grass. Maybe I was um, just distracted by by how much I liked the aesthetic. Maybe I was I didn't just pay watching it attention.
1: pretty closely, and that wasn't the experience on our end. But that is interesting.
0: Well, yeah. listener, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. See for yourself. Yeah. Tell us what you think in an email. about Crimson Desert. <laughs> when we have our uh, whole episode yeah. dedicated to Crimson Desert. Well, uh, I, we I
2: don't think we'll have that. Um, <laughs> who knows? I'm just kidding. Okay, real quick. Yeah. The the next <laughs> care the next figure that showed up on the screen because they had special guests like Brie Larson and like Stephen A. Smith. Um, was the Swedish chef from the yeah. Muppets. He did a little he did a little thing and he spoke and he talked about how there is going to be a a special Swedish chef character in Overcooked.
1: I don't and like Muppets. But Why? This, because they're disgusting. But Swedish <laughs> Chef is so cute. He is Do you adorable. like his human hands? No. I love that. Alex didn't you know about the Muppets, didn't oh, yeah. you say that he's two people?
2: Yeah, so there's one person operating the the face and mouth, and one person operating the hands. And and when that Muppet, that character, is at its best, when the two actors, the puppeteers, will just fuck with each other in the suit. Like there's a clip of him. There's a clip of him making Poutine at like a uh, a uh, Montreal comedy festival, and like at one point the arms just start throwing cheese curds in the audience and the head's like, oh, oh, here you go, cheesy curds, cheesy curds for you. (laughs) Like he just, he just takes a second to catch on to what's going on.
1: Um, I had a thing and I just totally lost it.
0: Was it that your favorite part in that was when he went, oh, the spoon, oh, the spoon.
1: (laughs) No, it's that I'm sure we'll talk
2: about,
1: I'm sure if we have time, we'll talk about Jeff Keighley a little bit. And I'm only going to say this really quick. A lot of his presentation was really strange because it was clear that, one, he needed a big audience for hype, and not having that was weird. And he was like rushing for time, and it was pretty noticeable throughout like a lot of it. He'd go, mm-hmm. That's great. Anyway, but I thought it was the most noticeable with this part. He just seemed like not like he was having a very <laughs> fun time talking to the, shwe- the Swedish chef. And which it was is, kind of weird. Uh, I was actually
2: weird. think he was enjoying that, to be really? fair, because I think was... that was all, I think it was also all scripted. But. Yeah, yeah, it course, yeah, it was. Yeah. It
1: just seemed really like. I don't know. He was kind of weird. I just, maybe I just extra noticed it there for some reason, but.
0: Man, I thought Jeff was on point. Really? The one part that I thought was awkward was when they brought back the guy from A Way Out. Because it was like, it's like they wanted him to be. They've been trying to milk him so, him so They wanted him to be yeah. wacky, but he was like so, he was like so watered down from the reason people like seeing him talk. Yeah. You gotta be wacky, um, but not too wacky, so we don't yeah. alienate our advertisers. You know, Yeah, it was re- like, like nothing will compare to him grabbing the mic and saying "fuck the Oscars" because they won't, yeah. they don't want to do that anymore. But they still. Oh, we'll talk watch about that. Talk. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that. Okay, next up is a game called Season. Let me be honest. I don't remember season at all. Do you guys
1: remember season? I remember the name.
2: Okay, Alex, do you remember season? What is this it, game? It seems like a really neat little uh like exploration walking sim where you are on a bike and you oh, have to like that one. That's yeah, game
0: looks lovely. Oh yeah, this yeah, game yeah, looks yeah. Absolutely beautiful. This game looks yeah. really good. Yeah.
2: Okay, tell us, tell us more about it. I'm very curious about it. So you know, like I said, it's a it's a very like it seems like a very exploration heavy game where you are on a bike and just sort of like roam around the world, I guess. Yeah, but
0: it's it's like a light... It's a very light, flowery take on post-apocalypse. It looks like these people live in an absolutely beautiful, lush, green world, but there are the remains of old highway overpasses and cities. It does not seem like it is taking the apocalypse in a direction that is focused on the despair and sorrow of it but more like a sort of nostalgic remembrance which is, seems like a really nice take yeah um almost like these old ruins are like a monument to something good that has come and gone
1: it reminded me of horizon Zero Dawn. yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It's sort bit. of adding some color and, and flavor into the idea of collapse rather than just focusing on the on the, the bad parts of yeah. it yeah
1: i thought it looked really lovely
0: me too um this next game Called Road 96. Let me tell you, listener, Janelle can vouch for me. I have had this idea in my head for for years. I I went camping one time when I was like 13. I had a spiral notebook. I outlined in almost the entire spiral notebook an idea for a game called Westward. And the the idea of Westward was that you would be living on the far eastern border of a of a democratic country slipping just over the brink into fascism oh good thing we aren't in one of those they would be shortly (laughs) closing the borders and you would be getting a message from someone all the way on the west coast out by the ocean with like a boat or something that would basically say hey i'm taking refugees out of the country if you can arrive within whatever time limit like nine days and you can be there first you can get on the boat otherwise it's not safe for me to stay i gotta go And the idea of the game would that it would be like a roguelike sort of thing where you'd have to pathfind. There'd be a whole country's worth of roads and towns and people to talk to and little choices you make along the way that affect your path. And you'd have to make sure you get there in time and see how many people you can save along the way and there'd be a lot of stuff, okay? I'm not saying that I ever did anything with that idea, but Road 96 is literally... That idea. It's literally the game that I came up with, like, to the number in like every way. And I feel like I should have done something with my idea before someone <laughs> did exactly what I wanted to do.
1: It feels like when I have a funny <laughs> idea for a tweet and then I don't tweet it and then I'll see the same tweet a month later with like 200,000. Like yeah. <laughs> you're like, damn it.
2: Yeah. God
0: yeah. Damn. It's me. Yeah. Not, 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 not like I have any game design know-how, but I'm like, man, I
2: jumped on that. I would have been out here, out here talking to Jeff Keighley, you know, if I mean, you had money and knowledge <laughs> and people and a team, you could have made this happen. Yeah.
1: But yeah, this looks game fun. looks fun. <laughs> looks yeah, fun. it does. It does. It's a
0: big procedural. They called it a procedural road trip. And uh it's basically what I described. You're trying to escape yeah. like an oncoming dictatorship, but uh
2: it's also it's, it it's looks like, really it's like,
0: cool. It's like very very clearly like Midwest and Southern America. And by by that I mean like the southern part of the USA, not South America. Um, yeah. But uh it's it's All right. it's very like to the times. Yeah.
2: So let me Anyways. set the scene here. Okay. There is a. I again, I said I was, or I don't know if I actually said this, I was watching with a few friends, and for some for some strange reason, these two people are very, very big fans of the Fast and Furious franchise, <laughs> like, more than just like, oh, this is a dumb, fun action movie, like, they legitimately love this. One of them told me about how they pitched uh, Fast and Furious as melodrama in their film class, because they're a film major, so I don't know how well that, that discussion went. But, but, uh, we're seeing this, this, like, sort of lush, thick jungle, and people walking through it, and w- w- one of the people is Vin Diesel,
1: huh?
2: and I, I'm looking at it for a second, nobody's saying anything, and I'm like, hey, uh, my, my friend's name, you, do you, do you know who that is? And he, like, I guess looks up for his phone or whatever, and he's like, yeah, is that Vin Oh, Vin Diesel! And it's like watching Vin Diesel do nothing. He's not even like fighting yet. Walking through the jungle, doing nothing, like with his family, I guess, because you know it's it's about family, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: And then he fights like some monsters, and then a dinosaur shows up, and he's in this very like Turok, like, pulpy like journey to the center of the earth like tribal wear almost, like he's he's like a cave boy. And I'm like, what is this? Is this like a Turok? Is it like a new IP or something? The uh, the license to, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but the uh, the Tarzan guy who did Journey to the Center of the Earth is actually expiring like next year.
1: The guy's or, like, expiring?
2: Well, he, expir- he expired 70 years ago. So now everything he made is expiring. Yeah. So but... I mean, J- Jules
0: Verne is, listener,
2: Jules Verne is <laughs> not alive. Yeah. Um, That's, it's not Jules Verne. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. No, isn't it uh,
0: 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it's the same guy? Not the Tarzan guy. We might oh, okay, both be okay, having okay. our guys I mixed thought, up, but I, I, I thought you were talking about Journey to the Center of the Earth, which I'm pretty sure is Jules Verne. Is that Jules but Verne? I got it wrong.
2: Yeah. There's another story about like a, an ancient civilization and like dinosaurs, whatever, living under the earth. But anyway, okay. okay. Uh, Classic. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? This, this seems really interesting. Nolan and kept then...
1: saying Tarok, Tarok, Tarok.
2: And then he, he like pulls up his little his arm, and there's a little like fucking crystal thing, and his uh. Wrist from the game Ark And I was just immediately uh, let down Instantly let down See, Yeah, man.
1: I don't know Ark So I thought, oh fuck it is Turok Because it's also like Sci-fi Yeah, it's just uh, like
0: yeah. Ark yeah. Listener, if you don't know Ark It's a game that is a Multiplayer sandbox game And this game is not This game is not titled, like remember when Minecraft got a single player game, it was called Minecraft Story Mode, right? This game is not called Arc Story Mode or something like that. This is a sequel to a multiplayer-only game that is a single-player game. Well, we don't know called, if it's a
2: single-player game. Let's well, not get ahead of ourselves here. Vin, what is everyone going to be? Vin Diesel? <laughs> like maybe they will be NPCs. Who uh, knows? Yeah,
0: maybe I don't know. It, it, it maybe you're right. Okay, then let's say this: a story-driven, you know, celebrity featuring game as a sequel to a silly multiplayer sandbox game is, in any case, a weird move. However, a weirder move is that I want to say there's not a single person that I have ever met or maybe that anyone's ever met who is, like, really into the lore of Ark. You know, people play Ark because you get to tame dinosaurs and mm-hmm. fight your friends. But there's an animated series coming out about Ark. It's called Ark,
2: the animated The cast series. list is fucking <laughs> nuts! It's
0: insane. It has, like, Russell Crowe,
2: and, okay, Elliot Page, fun. David Tennant, uh, Carl Urban, and of it's course Vin crazy. Diesel's in it. That's it's a crazy. that's a wild cast list this is for like, this game that I thought no one cared about. It's
0: like it's like when they were making a movie of Doctor Doolittle and they got like every Hollywood A lister. <laughs> yeah. It's like what are you doing? Why is this so <laughs> expensive? Russell Crowe. I literally just watched Master and Commander like two days ago. Russell Crowe's amazing, but Russell Crowe's great. Yeah,
1: arc series. <laughs> what? Um, we still have a lot of games to talk about, yeah. so I want to quickly rush through three of them. Okay. Fall Guys, Among Us, and Fortnite. Yeah. All have a new thing coming to them. Uh, Fall Guys season three. I didn't know they had a season two. It's That's great. Season. It's Christmas. It's yeah. cute as heck. Yeah,
2: it's wintery, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, More
2: Fall Guys. Fine with that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Great. Cool. cool. Um, Among Us has a new map coming and, out. And? And it's, it's been- a... No,
0: no, no, yeah. no, no! The, the 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 better thing they're adding to Among Us.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Keighley mask. Jeff Keighley mask. Just a
2: photo realist. Just a picture yeah. of Jeff Keighley taped to your little he's Among Us even, face.
0: He's not even smiling.
2: <laughs> but Jeff Jeff Keighley, when he announced that, was like, uh, so the developers, like, asked if they could use my likeness for the game? I no, didn't think no, this no. is what did, they were gonna did, do.
0: Didn't didn't he say, like, at his request? I thought he said it was at his request. No, it
2: was at their request, because oh, he was okay. laughing. He was like, okay. this is dumb, but he didn't get the joke, and it's fucking hysterical. How do you know he didn't get the joke? Isn't the joke because... that it's funny? I don't know. I feel like he was confused by the whole thing. I, f- I feel like the joke is just that Jeff
0: Keighley would be. It's a funny thing to put in. <laughs> it's a very funny thing to I, put. I thought was... a-,
2: a photo of Jeff Keighley's face in a little cartoony mobile game is hysterical. I thought it was amazing when
0: he was in Death Stranding and he was just called the super fan. Like he was yeah. just like a cheerleader. It yeah. was great.
1: Um. Ninja streamer Ninja introduced Master Chief to Fortnite. <laughs> they, <laughs> In Fortnite, yeah, they, they had
2: the Red versus Blue guys too. Yeah. One of the voices isn't even part of Rooster Teeth anymore. They brought him back just for that clip.
0: I was wondering if that it, was it. Was it Gus? Did I get that name wrong?
2: I think I don't remember. I don't okay. know the ins and outs of like Rooster Gus Teeth. I used to. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch Red versus Blue, but I don't remember the ins and outs of who was yeah. who. So, I did. Yeah, I forgot that, that rhymes. But...
0: It did, Ryan. That was cool. It's a cool little reunion, and it was it was on the um, on the map that the very first episode of Red versus Blue took place on. Well, in mo- uh,
2: where most of Red versus Blue takes place on, yeah.
0: Yeah, it just reminded me a lot of like the pilot episode. Yeah, that's all. We got a game of Evil Dead, uh, narrated. The trailer was narrated by Bruce Campbell, or Ugh. at least someone that sounded like him. I assume it was actually him. I don't actually know.
1: I don't remember what the exact phrasing was, but it was something like "beloved horror franchise" or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a
0: movie. You were like waiting for the pin to drop. Yeah, I or fucking sorry, other shoe to drop right? was
1: because Silent Hill fans are all stupid. We're all so stupid. And <laughs> we're we're pathetic because we're like, it's coming, it's coming. Okay, it's not, but next time it will, and we I do mean, that forever until we. Uh, die
2: when you heard the synthesizer and saw the necronomicon where you're not like mm, this doesn't seem like it fits the tone
1: well yeah but i've never seen evil dead so then i didn't know like what was gonna happen I... that the silent hill moment was only for a brief moment when he said that sure uh
2: S- side note evil dead 2 is like a genuinely wonderful film yeah i was gonna say i've never seen evil dead 1 but it's evil not great dead, evil dead 2 is is hysterical
0: i think Evil it's, Dead yeah. Two is like the best horror comedy movie ever made yeah. Um, and I would I would so so much rather so much rather have a crazy over the top action game set in Evil Dead 2 than I would a game
2: of Evil Dead 1. But that's just Yeah. Me. I think most people would cuz Evil Dead Can 1 you... is like scummy and like also not very good. Can you imagine how fun it would be to play like a Doom like with the boomstick and the chainsaw dual wielding, see that's what I, I mean, thought this oh might my be. God, that'd be so but they fun. didn't, sh- they didn't show us any gameplay. They were just like, this is an Evil Dead licensed game. Yeah. So we'll, well see what having, that
0: is. How many different enemy types you could have
2: because that game has time travel.
0: So they're like in, they're like in medieval times. You could be fighting knights with different weapons and armor. It'd be great.
2: It's, it's also just like every movie monster they want to put in, they can do. Yeah. There's like zombies and werewolves and like tree beasts. It's like, Listener, fuck it, do whatever with it listen this is your homework listener go watch
0: evil dead 2 and then go watch my name is bruce which is like a parody of evil dead 2 which is already a parody of evil dead 1 it's two layers deep it's amazing
2: go watch the first two sam raimi spider-man movies and be like these are great and bruce campbell also shows up in them because he are like the same movie
0: they're they're bringing back toby mcguire for the new spider-man movie i know
2: isn't that i yeah i really (laughs) hope that bruce campbell is also there as like a cameo but we'll see (laughs) Oh yeah, wasn't he only in the Spider-Man, the one video game where he's like the tutorial? Oh well, yeah, he's him and Sam Raimi are like real life friends, so yeah. th- he's okay. in all of Sam Raimi's movies, including yeah. Spider-Man. Good stuff. Um, okay, we got we got to move on. Yeah, yeah, Ghosts and Goblins. It is you ever played that game. Yeah, uh, but this looks like a flash mm-hmm. game. This does not look terrific.
0: Yeah,
1: it
2: looks. I was really
0: excited, yeah, and then the I saw it started... being played,
2: and I was like, "That looks
0: bad." Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like cool that they are bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. And that came with... What's the little, like, thing on Switch that is... It...
0: Oh, Konami Arcade or something like that. Oh, the Capcom Arcade. Capcom. Yeah, that seems Con- cool. Arcade. Yeah. It's basically See, like wasn't... you can... I just, like, I don't, I don't like, care about Ghosts and Goblins. For me, this was disappointing, but it it's not disappointing in the way that, like, I have an attachment to this series. It's just like, oh, man, you guys, you could really... Yeah. Get a new round of people interested in Ghosts and Goblins, but this looks kind of like just a. I don't know, it It looks like a fan game.
2: It's like. Tw- the way that they, like, move in tweens looks very yeah. much like a, like a mobile game. Yeah. Um, it's a little bizarre.
0: It's a little
2: um, bizarre. Firebrand showed up at the end. They're trying to get that Marvel vs. Capcom rep in there. Um, Were you going to say no? Uh,
1: I. I. <laughs> that threw me off. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry. No, oh, you're good. Um, Were you gonna maybe talk about the next game?
1: I was gonna say, they also introduced the game with the worst name I've ever heard. Returnal.
2: (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't talk about how the game was developed by Sony Studios and how the main character is walking down a long, white hallway. (sighs) That was just cruel. Yeah, they're like, you guys like PT?
0: Yeah. That was just evil.
1: I'm not talking about it because it pained me. Because it fucking hurt me
0: yeah yep that 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 for that trailer... reasons
1: you can back up three minutes to listen to god damn it
0: that trailer was like playing on pt fans but then they showed the game and it just looks like risk of rain 2 uh like it looks j- basically just like risk of rain 2
2: yeah
1: and um,
0: I, uh, I don't but like you know high res yeah. and all
1: i'm going Whatever. on a crusade <laughs> fuck this game I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's good. Fuck this game. I hate it.
0: Yeah. He, uh, Janelle, someone needs to give you a Silent Hill game. Cause like this might end up embittering you to all the
2: video games. <laughs> That's already happened. give you one. We
1: can't, I mean, post like pre COVID times, we can't even go into a used game shop without me. Just all I care about, all I care about is Silent Hill. That's all yeah. I want. I just want to play Silent Hill, but I don't want to play it on a computer and I don't want to play it on PS3 or whatever. I just. Well, then
2: you don't want to play Silent Hill that bad. Cause those are options you could play Silent Hill with.
1: No, if you're a silent hill fan you know that those are bad options like yeah the ports are terrible i, I want see, the original silent hill 2 it's really really hard to find well
0: there's there's like the fan there's the fan uh the fan mod recently that is sort of they take the pc version and spruce it up and make it authentic to the originals and you they
1: can just...
2: legally buy the pc version through god yep. now right yeah yep.
1: yeah they just need to make a new one no pyramid head because it wouldn't make sense None of the crap they made after three. Just give me Silent Hill.
0: I haven't played four, but I think four seems cool. I
2: think four seems rad. Ah, but don't don't some people like the Wii one?
1: No, uh, nobody likes like Shattered Memories. Four sucks memories. too.
2: You know,
0: Silent Hill has a similar arc to Resident Evil, where there's like as like four or five really good games, and then there's like seven spinoff series. Yeah, that <laughs> attention to you're like oh. Silent Hill, or uh, sorry, Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, I guess there's three of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beh. well, they brought back the man from a way out, making a game called It Takes Two. They showed
1: which, at first, looked terrible. Yeah, and really. Then it looked, and then it looked the trailer great. was bad, but then it great. looks
0: really good. Actually, it's like uh, it's basically so this this studio specializes in making games that are co-op only. Uh, You basically have to play with someone like in the room with you or online because like you can't play them single player at all. And uh, they've kind of focused on sort of puzzles that require you to be in communication. And this one seems to be about a married couple at the end of their relationship gets sucked into this world that is specifically an obstacle course designed to force them to cooperate and communicate to save their relationship. Which is a really, really adorable concept. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just cute as hell. And the writing writing looked, like, really snappy. It was like I was watching a Pixar trailer,
2: to be honest. It was that good. I really like this guy's other two games. Um, Yeah. Two Brothers and A Way Out. Yeah, yeah. I think those are both cool. I know this guy's, like, a funny meme because he's like, fuck the Oscars while high off his mind on Coke. But, like, he makes good games. And I am excited for this one.
0: Yeah. A Way Out got bad reviews, but A Way Out rules. A Way Way Out Out has really grown on me. (laughs) yeah uh there's some genuinely that game
1: made me ball my eyes out <laughs> there's some genuinely
0: great emotional beats in A Way Out that work specifically if you have a friend that you're really close to and you play it in person in one sitting together like Alex and I played A Way Out I think we played like eight hours straight on the couch just kind of. I don't know if it was
2: eight hours but it's we definitely to... played the entire length well, of the game however long that game is we played the whole thing until late at yeah. night and uh
0: there's some I, really cool stuff in there. I was well
2: really fun. lukewarm about that game for a while, but the fact that I keep coming back and thinking about it and being like, oh, if this was really clever. This worked really well. Okay, maybe I like yeah. this game more than I thought. There's a moment in A Way Out where, like, someone hands you a gun,
0: and then they reveal that there's this, like, entire gameplay layer of third-person shooting, and it's, like, almost at the end of the game. That, that kind of stuff blows me away when developers are just like, hey, now you, <laughs> now here's this whole other gameplay system
2: yeah, yeah. to just add on. I love that stuff. But anyways. Okay. Real quick, okay. and then and then the meaty one, yes. uh, Super Meat Boy Forever. It doesn't look like a wait, is infinite
1: that not runner? the meaty one?
2: <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, well, hey. yeah, hey. Uh, it doesn't look like an infinite runner anymore. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Super Meat Boy is a is a classic, and it's and it still holds up. I think it's still like a really quality, yeah. challenging platformer. It's a good game. So I'm curious to see how this turns out. And now and for. that game was like that game had like the
0: the place in people's hearts that celeste did before celeste existed yeah yeah i mean this
2: this game was like the face of xbox live indie which you know had a lot of really quality games and franchises that are still around today i think maybe
0: castle crashers might have been the face for me but that's just me but they both were right these were both like ex
2: newgrounds people too that made a game um all right now for for the big guns nolan there was a trailer that
0: janelle and probably others understandably thought was going to be for bethesda's starfield but a little ways in as the camera was flying through space past various planets and stars and whatever they passed by the ruins of a very famous instantly recognizable location from the mass effect games which is important because the Mass Effect game that came out as a sequel, Mass Effect Andromeda, went out of its way to take place so far away from the original trilogy that they didn't have in any way to deal with the fallout of the conflict from those games. So, showing this ruins signals not only is this Mass Effect a new Mass Effect game, but it is a Mass Effect game that is actually going to reckon with the, you know, fallout of the trilogy which is really exciting the cameras flies down and you see a quarian which is this race that in the mass effect games you never ever ever see a quarian without their mask off because you never see the quarian home world it's like a total mystery here we are not only do you see a quarian with their mask off which is hype as hell you see a whole bunch of quarians together which is crazy they 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 bend over and they pick up out of the snow a fallen piece of armor and they wipe it off and you see the n7 logo and my heart soared listeners because mass effect got bad but mass (laughs) effect was so good and this game might not come out for like 10 years but
1: (laughs) andromeda was bad it was the second worst thing to happen to my birthday that year
0: yeah but Mass Effect <laughs> 1, 2, and 3 are but so good. Even 3 is good.
1: I, I say that because does this give you hope with them not going off of Andromeda, but instead going back to the good ones that yeah. they'll make a better game? It does, but it... the it gives me hope for Dragon without, Age without
0: spoiling, without spoiling Mass Effect, the very existence of quarians in this trailer is signaling that there is a chosen route from the trilogy that is canon and that there are choices that are not canon. So I, I don't know how some people feel about you know, people doing that as follow-ups to a choice-based RPG, like, but you, you kind of have to do that. Well, well, I, I that know, I know. Most people feel a certain way about Mass Effect Three. Yeah, uh, I know that people don't like when developers kind of assert which choice was canon after they give you a choice. But personally, if this is going to be like a fresh start for the series, I don't really mind. Um, partially because it's the choice that I made, anyways. <laughs> so it works for me, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Bioware does that a lot with Dragon Age. And really? um, for the most part, I don't really think of it as a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Guys, the one time they showed a Quarian without a mask off was in, like, a picture on Shepard's nightstand. You could zoom in on it. But it was actually just... I'm not I'm not joking. This was super lazy. The one Quarian face reveal was a stock photo. It was a stock... <laughs> it, was like, it was, like, a stock photo of, like, an Instagram model. They just tinted it blue? Yeah, they tinted it blue... And they, like, put it on Shepard's desk. And it was so lame. And now we're finally going to get a game that is actually, like, who knows? Is this game about the Quarians? The single most interesting race in the entire series that was never explained? Maybe? Is it just a game with a Quarian main character or a Quarian companion? I don't know. But everybody loves Tali. She's, like, the best character that isn't Garrus. So, come on. Bioware. To me, this is, like, how Janelle is with Dragon Age. Give me more information on this game because Cyberpunk 2077 is pretty good but it ain't as good as I expected it to be so give me something to latch on to
2: you know That's and maybe in 10 years the game will be out and you'll be like it's fine who knows <laughs> maybe so Pro- yeah. prob- probably so to be honest kind of like you would so, say it might just be fine in a very
1: interesting
2: <laughs> Yeah, in a very interesting <laughs> parallel with the game awards we're running out of time because we spent yeah. so much time advertising new things so we need to kinda rush through the actual awards. Yeah, give us a list. So, the the most important ones, and the most significant ones, are, uh, best indie game was Hades, uh, best ongoing game was No Man's Sky, Games for Impact was Tell Me Why, I never actually heard of that one. I hadn't either, but nope. it's
0: by the guys that made Life is Strange.
2: Yeah. Um, best performance was Laura Bailey for Abby, Last of Us Part 2. Yes. I'm sure that was great, yes. I can't speak for that. Yep. Uh, Best Audio Design, Last of Us Part Two, which I've also yes. heard is really good. Yep. Uh, best Score on Music, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I felt weird about that one because we've already heard these songs, like, 20 years ago. But, like, you know, yeah. they're new renditions and everything. I would and have given that I do like Last that soundtrack. Really?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: A- a- amazing soundtrack. Sorry, I'm, like, in love with that game, so it's going to sweep the awards for me. Sure. But... Best Art Direction was Ghost of Tsushima. Hades got fucking robbed. Uh, I'm mad about that one in particular. Ghost of Tsushima,
0: uh, let's be honest. It's it's got pretty art but it's not like interesting art no
2: yeah that's just me Hades is interesting and pretty and unique um yeah. so I feel like that was you know uh best narrative last of us part two cool yes now we're getting to the two controversial parts well the this first one because there was an art an interesting article written about it uh best game direction was last of us part two Um, Do you guys hear about this? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes. um, Let me say that I follow a lot of the developers, and they kind of changed my perspective on this. They They were saying, obviously, crunch is bad, and that you can't justify crunch. But there's a lot more to game direction than that, and I was seeing people say that they were kind of hurt, that people were saying that they didn't deserve this just because of the conditions they were forced to work through.
2: Interesting. Okay.
1: So... That's so fun. it's not it's not
2: quite as... And for context, the, the article was saying like you cannot have a game that famously labored under crunch be best direction because that's a sign of bad direction. But that's a very right. interesting perspective. Yeah.
0: I I tend to really like the kind of like death of the author theory where you separate the work as a thing from the conditions it was made under. I think it's obviously more complicated considering these are products like primarily of commerce. Uh, but well, every product is that, but you, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, 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 uh, I understand the controversy. I think I'm really glad Crunch Culture is being addressed. I mean, it was like the first episode of our podcast ever.
1: It's my most it's recent article for the Daily Emerald. If you want to go read that, yeah, hey. it just came out.
0: she wrote about this. But um, I'm I'm glad that it won because I also saw those developers say, like, you know. At least we can get some recognition for the time we put in. I mean, it, it would be worse if you had crunched for a game several years and then it comes out and it ends up like not being received or well liked. That would feel
2: like a lot more of a waste than at least if you put something positive into the yeah. world through it.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. And then, of course, if you couldn't figure it out, game of the year is Last of Us Part 2. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Which was my like game of the year. I thought my game of the year
0: was Microsoft Flight Sim until I I remembered Last of Us Part 2 came out in 2020.
1: Um, I also would have been happy with Animal Crossing because I think that even if it's not the most, like, innovative game, I think what it did for people early on in the pandemic was really special and really important.
2: Animal Crossing is, like, the phenomenon of the year, if that were a category. I'm surprised Animal Crossing was not best multiplayer game. Um, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I feel like that should have been it. Especially because Among Us was nominated for Best Multiplayer Game. That game came out in 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. I, if you want to fudge that, say it was the best ongoing game, right? Like,
1: even if you don't care about awards or any of this stuff, listener, you should go watch the Game of the Year portion because they had a really cool orchestra.
2: Oh, it was amazing. They did it, an yeah. incredible cover of, uh, you are the only thing they fear isn't the name of the song from doom that i didn't expect to work nearly as well as it did it sounded yeah. great it and all the transitions were wonderful it was great
1: the whole thing was a bop it was awesome
2: um but of course gamers are mad because their are sjw video game that isn't just about cool action one and so obviously the game awards are rigged and they Ga- paid off naughty dog and sony paid off jeff keely uh which gamers I
1: mean, Gamers are having the worst week of their lives because cyberpunk <laughs> isn't <in, laughs> is a sexism and The Last of Us won a bunch of awards.
0: Wait, yeah. gamers are having the worst year of their lives specifically because Brie Larson presented an award to Laura Bailey. Which oh, was like my yeah, favorite, yeah. My favorite moment. <laughs> I was like, if that wasn't calculated, I wish that it had been
2: calculated. Yeah, yeah. So they're all Um, furious because they think that this award is paid off, which is obviously not, right? Like, but they don't care. They just want to get mad. Um, You can disagree with their choices, like whatever, but like they're they're so convinced that like, that there's some sort of conspiracy against them. And it's it's, it's honestly pretty sad and pathetic.
1: It is pathetic. But
2: let's not end
0: the show on a bad note. Let's end the show on a good note. This one's just for me. Microsoft Flight Sim won Best Sim in Strategy Game. See,
1: that was a big loss for me because I wanted it <laughs> to be Crusader Kings 3. Yeah, you know,
0: if Microsoft Flight Sim hadn't come out, it would be Crusader Kings 3. I feel like Flight Sim is going to be more of an ongoing game. This game is going to be so different in five years than it is now. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, damn, what an what a excellent game, Microsoft Flight Sim.
1: Wait, I know we don't want to end it on something negative. Okay. But can I just mention something I thought was really funny, which was when Sean Murray... One. Um, oh, what was the no. one. Oh yeah,
2: he won for No Man's Sky, uh, best no Man's... ongoing game.
1: He was a he was he a was confused drunk. dick. He, he was, was like... he was
2: in the middle of drinking like a beer or something and put it down. Yeah. I was like wow, I didn't expect that. Uh,
0: it was like it's usually always the Fortnite. Always goes to it's Fortnite. Fortnite.
1: And it was really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> it's like he clearly had no script. He, he he didn't even like care about being there. It seemed like I don't know, man. The guy seems jaded. The guy
2: seems jaded. Well, maybe
1: it's because he's a huge <laughs> dick who happened to fix his game, but that doesn't change the fact that he's an asshole. Is he uh, normal? I haven't heard
2: about him outside of I haven't of heard this, about him either, no.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about this after the podcast, okay. you guys. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I know we don't want to end on a positive note, but if I can just say one thing really quick, yes. really quickly, uh, or as quickly as I can make it. We had a pretty lengthy discussion after we watched the Game Awards about the structure of the Game Awards and the, the pros and cons to it, and like its merits as an awards show. It struggles with, like, art versus commerce, where it succeeds, where it falls. Um, and maybe we'll get to talk about this a different time, but that is something that we talked about, is the game awards as a whole being... Is it more of an advertisement? Is it more of yeah. a celebration of games? Is it more of a actual awards show? Like, what are the... What are its its strengths, weaknesses, and qualifications? Um,
0: I-, I also so- want to say one thing before we cap the episode off, is that I know I already mentioned that next week we'll be going in-depth into Cyberpunk 2077. But uh, if you are interested in the Game Awards as a concept, also, we will be doing our own 2020 Game of the Year with at least one guest um, the week after the Cyberpunk episode. Or, so look forward to that like at the end of December.
1: Or maybe the week after because of the holidays.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In, in any case... When yeah. the year is closing out, there there will be the yeah. the warm the warm cozy embrace
2: of Christmas Emerald Gamescast, yeah, uh, game of the year to to be there with you with your. We're cup still of cocoa. we're still trying to work on some other surprises, and fingers crossed that'll happen. But we won't be able to talk about them if and until they do. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, but yeah. in the but in the meantime, that was Emerald Gamescast episode forty nine. My name is Nolan. With me has been
1: I'm Jeff Keighley, and Alex. Why don't you like me?
2: And also, I'm Alex and I don't like you because you, you have, you seem to have no integrity and are very eager to sell out, which is frustrating. Okay. I'm getting into this real quick. It's oh, insane no. to see the same guy who made those amazing like Valve and Tomb Raider introspectives where he goes in depth about the, the systems behind the game and how they were developed. Come up with this like weird, like shill, vaguely disguised marketing campaign for games that is nothing uh, like the award show. He clearly wants it to be. I anyway. disagree.
1: I disagree. Have a good night. It, wait,
0: if you want to tell us what you think, email us at EmeraldGamesCast at gmail.com or tweet us at ODEGamesCast on Twitter. At, G- at
2: gmail.com. Oh, at yeah, G- you said
0: that. No, no, on Twitter. Fuck it, fuck uh, it up, damn it. In other case, and in any and for the meantime, just have a good week. Hanukkah.
1: Have a, a good Hanukkah.
2: Hanukkah. Maybe play some Will, it, will it be Hanukkah by the time I hear this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah,
1: I don't know when it's coming but out. It only lasts anyways, for
2: seven days, so... Have a good week,
0: see you later, and see you next week.